When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, what a night. Watching Tottenham on a Tuesday night. You play Thursday because you're... Hello and welcome to a What a Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network, where we're here to talk all things Tottenham Hotspur. Joining me, Sean Walsh, as he does every week, is Jude Summerfield. Jude, we're doing two pods here within like five or six days. I know, we're like, uh, we're like a couple of buses, mate. That's what we are. <laughs> uh, just arriving on the scene. Just you know, I'm, so, I'm something of a podcaster myself. <laughs> Yeah, how you do- yeah. how you doing, mate? How you been? Yeah, I I may turn like a bus on the football pitch, but I'm just a <laughs> normal human apart from that, and I'm doing I'm doing good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, we actually have played since last time we spoke. Actually, we haven't had time to really yeah. sit down and discuss our dreadful one 0 loss to Jose Mourinho's Roma. <laughs> yeah, I saw it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't it wasn't a, an amazing match i think it was it was the run out that we kind of needed it looked have you i don't know if you've seen some of the, the proper pictures from it but all of the players are like drenched in sweat after mm-hmm. about five minutes it looked horrible to be playing in yeah looked very muggy um there were some good compilations of uh romero smashing into people that's about as much as i yes. saw really um <laughs> Apparently there was a there was a penalty shout against him, which obviously wasn't. You know, I didn't watch the game, but it obviously wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Biased idiots, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, Conte said some interesting stuff after the game about it being uh, good to have that sort of game to, you know, to suffer in. They love suffering, don't they? These lads. He, he, he bloody loves the suffering, does Conte? Yeah. You know. Catchphrase no, I, FC. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do think he's right. It's good not to peak in preseason. I, I was talking to uh, an Arsenal fan about preseason the other day because obviously they've they've smashed every single team yeah. they've faced in their preseason, and they're on a massive high. They're like, uh, you know, going to win the league, mate. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. Um, but there is something to be said that 
I think Opta did a piece recently on The Analyst about the correlation between having good pre-seasons and having good actual seasons and there just isn't really a correlation. Like, mm-hmm. I think, well, I'm talking about Arsenal, I might as well get this out of the way. Like I said this last week, Arsenal's best things are continuity, having big breaks between games, having all their best players available. That's basically what they've had for the whole pre-season so I'm not surprised that playing against teams who aren't specifically in mind to target them and to keep them out that they've kind of rolled through them. So that's just a bit of to calm everyone down about Arsenal's Are you disregarding the quality of opposition that Arsenal have faced over the summer? Is that what you're doing right now? Yeah, you know, Chelsea seems to be a proper shit, aren't they, mate? Mm. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> they can clip that one up, right, Sean? Do, do it right now. They do it right send, now. Send, send it. Yeah, send it out there. Later. <laughs> Say it. That's on the record. That's verbatim. Right there. <laughs> Um, but no, I think I think we've come through preseason. We haven't had like a one kind of outstanding stand-up performance. We've kind of just been going along. We've won some games. We've now lost one. We've drawn one. I think this is probably how Conte would want his preseason. If, if he alluded it, to, yeah, he alluded to it. Sorry, didn't he? That he didn't want everyone to be, you know, blowing smoke up their own ass. They wanted to mm-hmm. be level-headed. He wanted them to kind of keep fighting to think that we're going into our first game of the weekend against Southampton um, with something still to fight and to prove. Yeah. What what, what was he kept saying? Um, cold cold heads and hot hearts, right? Something like that. Yeah, he was say, saying, he's saying that about Romero, but I think that's yeah, a good, that's a good that, kind but... of analogy to go around. Yeah. That's, that's actually, that is really a good analogy for someone who, you know, this is second language. He does speak quite a bit of broken English, but I think... It does feel like he was particular with that choice of words. Yeah, you and get I, I, you I get I did, what it means yeah. straight away. Yeah, mm, and you mm. can sort you can sort of see it in, in a few of the players, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Such a wordsmith, Antonio. No, it really is. Can't come do my job, really. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, we should quickly do a brief transfer update. We haven't actually signed anyone in a couple of weeks now. You know what's going? What's going on? What's going on? So sort it out, Levy. We've still got. We've. We. Did you see the tweet the other day of the guy? Some guy saying, um, "We still have." I think it was like six players left from when we oh, lost yeah. again to the Europa League. And he saying, yeah. "It was like there's twelve players here from that Middlesbrough game." It was like Middlesbrough game was like four months ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and then like January or February, he's like, "There's yeah, so many just, players still. There's sixteen yeah. players from that squad yeah, still yeah. in the team." Like, it's what? Like, wow. <laughs> like, that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to shift those lads. Come on, mate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, we have a brief transfer update. By the time this pod goes out, both articles are probably live on 90 minutes. So, I did an update this morning on Tottenham's pursuit of Nicolo Zaniolo. Spurs very much so interested. Big um, target of Fabio Paratici and Antonio Conte's. Conte in particular. Now, I'm going to address this. I, I can't remember if I did it in the pod we talked about before, but I'm going to address this because people seem to think that this is me being an idiot. So we've been told that Conte and Mourinho, for what it's worth, think that Zaniolo could play as a wing-back this season. Now, he's not naturally a wing-back. He's a number 10, really. He could play in midfield. He could play in attack if he needed him to. But this seems to have been met with some incredulity that I'm writing. that Oh, you know, he could play wing I wouldn't play Zaniolo wing-back because... He's six foot three, he's had two ACL injuries back to back. And he's just a creative midfielder, I think. It's, it's part of Conte's obsession with turning people into wing backs. And I think he were to come and he were to play wing back, it would be 
in the kind of the very brief period where we saw Kulazewski play last year, which wasn't horrendous. But I should add that in the game against Roma the weekend, Matt Doherty and Ivan Perisic were our highest players up the pitch for a long stretch of the game. I haven't seen like a touch map or a pass map or anything, but I would imagine they're right there in the box. And so it would make sense at least to hire like an, uh, an attacker to play in that position. I'm not saying that Zaniolo is going to play right wing back away at Man City, but it would make sense if he were to come in. And, you know, games were expected to dominate just to have an extra attacker on the pitch. It would make sense there. But as I said, I'm not, I'm not someone who would be after Zaniolo. What do you think, Jude? Um, I think it's a it's a bit of an odd move for this time of the window, really. I mean, um, I I hadn't I wasn't really sure that Zaniolo would be playing a wing back if he was signed, but you, it doesn't make you know they're pretty stacked in those areas. So I, I I'm not really sure if it's one I could see happening this summer, but we'll we'll see. Like, um, I mean, he he's done wonderful things for Roma. When he hasn't mm. been injured, like um, like you said, but yeah, the, the idea of him running up and down the wing off the back of like pretty horrible injuries—they're the, the worst is, injuries you can get in football—and he had them back to back, and that scares me a lot. Yeah, and it's one of the most intense positions that um, that you can play under Conte. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not sure on 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 that one. Um, I think if it did happen, it'd be great fun. Because um, he's yeah. a really special footballer and somebody who has been un- unlucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd say sort of mixed feelings towards that one, really. Yeah, and also in this piece, I did I did talk about um, Roma have asked about a Spurs defender, Jude. Now Jose Mourinho has asked about the availability of one Jaffet Tanganga, and we all know how he feels about Jaffet Tanganga. Mm. Yeah, he's very fast. He's very fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Roma think that they're after Eric Bailly from Man United, again, someone who Mourinho has history with, but they believe that Spurs might be willing to give up Tanganga for a cheaper fee, maybe even a loan. Uh, he has been linked quite heavily to Milan this window. They seem to think that he's the kind of the next best young defender of England or something like that. Uh, what do you think about Tanganga leaving just so soon after our boy Joey Roden left for Ren yesterday? Um, yeah, I mean, it sort of it weakens the depth a little bit. Um, I mean, if, if Tanganga and Ren are both gone, then there's Langley and Sanchez on top of the three who sort of started last season. Um, hmm. So you'd, you'd think that there'd be enough, but um, you'd wonder if they're, they're still planning any sort of late incoming moves for a new centre-back. Um, yeah. Tanganga's just, I've always thought he's a bit unlucky, like... He's often there to play out of defence, uh, out of position even. Um, and just never seemed to... I know when he was playing, like he was playing in games where Spurs were getting beaten 2-0 by Chelsea every every week. It was in that little <laughs> yeah, spell. Yeah. At like December. Yeah, it wasn't a good time maybe. to be in the team, was it? No, it wasn't. And then when everyone was fit again, he just, um, I think he got an injury as well, but wouldn't have been playing anyway. Um, mm. I think, I, like... <laughs> I've always found it a bit funny that he's he's constantly linked with a move to Italy. It's just like I know it, seems, it does seem quite football manager to me. But um, if if he went like he's he's following in the footsteps of Tomore, who who went and smashed it out there. So, um, but yeah, and if Roma have asked, then 
that could be quite jokes as well. Seeing Mourinho back with Wenger, like uh, just get the game back together. Yeah, it's quite a weird gang. <laughs> it is a weird gang. Tanganga, Dybala, Tammy Abraham, Tammy. Yeah, yeah. it was a weird big Chris. Yeah. yeah, big Chris Moore. Big Chris. <laughs> Still in Harry Kane's pocket, as the FA account from 2018 would say. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you remember that? That's came the off FA... my timeline after during the game. Is that the, the FA weekend. Cup uh, semi, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. When we lost to Man United, two one, right? Yeah, that was that was a bad one. I'm, I'm can't remember a bad one. Yeah, I think that was worse than the Chelsea one, which was like the C. I was going to say that stung more. Like I remember, yeah. I had to go to. I, I was went to watch my cousin play a match after it, and I, I was like walking to the stadium I was just like what the fuck we yeah. should have won this cup yeah 100% Chelsea was more like oh they've just come on and scored like baggers from nowhere yeah <laughs> so it was like oh that's it was like, so rough. It was like you know if they yeah if they could bring Hazard off the bench you know then fair enough yeah it was and just like the oh, next so year was just like we, <laughs> and and we were, we were beating United as well so like, yeah when they Benny scored the goal it, yeah it was just like oh my god we're actually going to win the cup yeah. and then obviously what happened happened then Conte avenged our defeat, I guess. But not really because he was manager of Chelsea, so ignore Yeah, that. that gives me no joy. Won't give any Spurs fans any joy. Yeah, okay. So moving on to the last bit of um, transfer business. Um, Spurs are still interested in Adama Troy. Not an immediate target right now, but still interested. This is one to keep an eye on as the window ticks down because Wolves are looking to sell. And I think he only has one year left in his deal, so they could sell for as little as between 10 and 20 mil. Now, I personally would like this to happen, especially if he's coming in to play at wing-back because I look at the coaches that Adama Troy had in his career. You know, he's got the likes of um, Tony Pierce, one Tim Sherwood, um, Nuno, obviously, at Wolves. We actually probably had his best form. You go down the list of the managers he's had, it's a honking list. It's a terrible list, and you want and you look because you look at this guy play, and you you see this guy's got so much ability. Why is he not a good player? And I do largely attribute this to he's never had a really good coach in his life. And if he had a coach like Conte, who, from what I understand, wanted him in January, but he opted to go to Barcelona instead. He was close to coming even last summer as well. If he had this kind of plan in place for him to come in and to use him. Obviously, I think the immediate comparison would be Victor Moses when Conte first got to Chelsea, but Dharma Troy for me is a million times more talented than Victor Moses ever was. It's just about finding a way to extract it out of him and make him a good actual player. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, how close was it? What was the situation in January? I can't I can't remember. Has he Had, had he stayed for the first half of last season and then gone to Barcelona in January? Yeah. Yeah, so he That's went to Barca. We we offered him as like a full transfer more money, but he wanted to go back to Barcelona. He would have come to Spurs if Barca had come in. It's quite, you know, yeah. It's kind of what Chelsea are experiencing right now, but not on an embarrassing scale. <laughs> but that that was what we, that was that was the situation. But we still have an interest. Che- ironically, Chelsea also have an interest in him as well as a kind of backup to uh, um, Reece James. Yeah. So, Chelsea I would looking to swoop for everyone at the moment. They've been a bit I would, yeah, I would a million percent take him. There's a world where he comes in and he's a either as a wing back or as like a game changing option. He is running right, like he's like you turn on like the four pm Super Sunday. You got like Martin Tyre and Gary Neville on comms, and the stadium's just like this 
kind of atmosphere. We've come from like one nil down. It's one one. We're going for a winner. We're on top, and Torres is just doing everything. He's running rings on everyone <laughs> on the right wing. That is for me. That is why I see it. Adama Torres' role being that guy on Super Sunday who steals the show. <laughs> the game changer. I have big hopes. Just charging. Yeah, it sounds like it, mate. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a decent enough season, I think. But yeah, he's just a guy with. He was. Im- he was quite good at Barcelona. <laughs> He was he was quite good, and he's just someone with immense physical attributes in a wing back <laughs> role. Um, that if he were managed by Conte, would turn into quite a dangerous player. Especially like as you say in those games where perhaps Spurs have gone behind, and they need to just pen a team in for like a half, and he's just rampaging mm. up and down. But right, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Adama is always fun. I think like it could be like even more fun if he came to Spurs and got regular game time and was very high up the pitch. Um, so yeah, I love all for all for Adama, all for Adama really. I think. Let's go. Just because Double it would be clubs. jokes. <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing is, like, even if if he was bad, we do have enough squad depth now where we ju- we could just hook him and not play him. We do, yeah. We are very stacked so, out there. <laughs> we're a bit too stacked, some may say. Mm. Uh, oh, can I interest you in an Emerson in a swap deal? <laughs> yeah, book it, no, book it no, don't want the comps to, to end. end. <laughs> the comps must continue. They must, they must continue. Okay, okay. Enough about tra- enough about transfers. Let's look ahead to the new season and a lot of think pieces in the last week, Jude. That the situation at Spurs completely 180 on what we were feeling this time last year. Like heading into last season, I had no hope. I didn't think, Mm -hmm. I thought that Champions League, no chance. Our best chance of doing something this season was to win the Conference League and that might have been a little bit embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And that was all under Nuno, who was like the 17th choice manager. It was probably the most deflated I've been going this season in a long, long time. Even like, even in the like I never felt that way with Pochettino. I never like this season before that. AVB, we obviously sold Bale, we signed the the Beatles and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um AVB coming the year before, even more so, new manager. Let's let's go. Last year was complete shit show. In the the Kane thing was hanging over us. Whereas now mm-hmm. we've got Champions League, we've got a world class manager. Kane is happy at the club again. We have new signings who have really increased the level of the squad. Yeah, I mean, isn't it funny that the absolute worst summer of prep Spurs have had in maybe like the last 10 seasons actually resulted in like a really good and eventually positive yep. season. <laughs> and like it's yeah, inspired exactly. such like um, just immense change in terms of attitude, the transfer market. And I don't know, like it must have just been like such a severe wake up call. You'd really, you'd really hope so. Cause I mean, fucking hell, man, come, coming off Mourinho into Nuno. I mean, Spurs fans deserved so much. They deserved the world for going through that for the for everyone else in the football community. Um, everyone was waking up, logging on, and asking Gary Neville we was going to play golf with anyone. Every yeah, single day. yeah, they went through a lot of sh- <laughs> a lot of shit during that summer. Just suddenly, like, oh, what's Kane done now? Oh, good lord, he's he's flogging himself somewhere. We've <laughs> <I mean>, um. <laughs> They managed to come through it and, you know, sort of lucked on a good manager. And yeah, like the, the summer has been really positive and um, players have been got in, in good areas. There's just a, 
it just it just looks like everyone's pulling together in the in the right in the right areas and they've uh, they've kept their big strengths and they're they're adding to some weaknesses and I'm really excited about it. I think it's I think it's it's as uh, it's as set up as Spurs have been for a long time. Like when when Spurs have you know ended up having good seasons, I think there's been sort of mid to late charges that have helped them get like second or third or whatever. And but but this this time it seems like they're they're set to challenge like right from the off. Mm. Um, and how close they get, we'll have to see. But um, but yeah, I, I'm excited, man. I think it's going to be a really fun season. Are we winning a cup? Uh, <laughs> I'll ask um, for you. We're winning four of them. Oh, four. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do I need to get the um, the SEO bit out for you know how Tottenham can win the quadruple <laughs> like we did with Liverpool book, last year? Book it. Book it in now, mate. We're doing it. If we book it in now, yeah. we'll only get we're a double. Doing sure. No, we're doing. No, Liverpool we're do- didn't no, do it. it. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, we're doing it. It's fine. We'll it's fine. We're doing it. I'm okay. telling you. Is it? Is this fact? All right. It's locked is it, in. Is it, we'll, yeah. Exactly. We'll, exactly. Bash up Bradford five 0 in the Carabao Cup final or something like that, and it'll be a massive. Could we count? Could we count it as five trophies if we count the the Memorial Cup against Rangers? Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah add that. I add actually, that. now that you said that, I don't know why I hesitated because that's a massive cup, and that must be the hoodoo over. <laughs> so I'll just say, I'll just say, yeah, yeah. they're going to win a cup. <laughs> yeah. I, in all seriousness, I do think they were probably best position now because we've never had a squad with this much competition I don't think no, we don't, we don't seem so. to have we don't seem to have deep squads we seem to have good first 11s and then the, the floor of Spurs has always been you get past the first level and you're looking at playing Flander Llorente and Victor Wanyama in a Champions League semi-final uh-huh. yeah um, the left and right back positions were pretty much always filled out as mm. well like if mm. Rose and Walker are fit they were just playing um, sort of the same with Toby and the tongue and yeah um but yeah there's just now wing backs you've got like three or four possible options for either side midfield four options as well <laughs> which is just like pretty remarkable that they've just got quality stacked like that so yeah they it's 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 geared up to be a good season i'm looking forward to it now with the premier league jude are we winning it in all seriousness I don't think we're winning it. I don't have. Are we the, challenging for it? I don't have the cojones to say we're winning it, but I think there could be a brief challenge at some point, yeah, or staying in it until I don't know. It'd be nice if we were still in the mix by like February or something like that. Yeah. I think. I think that by this goes against what I said about playing in midweek, and we'll get to that. We'll talk about the Champions League in a little bit. Um, this goes against what I said about that. But I can see us going into the World Cup in like just having snuck into second place or something. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember in eighteen nineteen where after Boxing there we beat Bournemouth five 0 and all of a sudden we were second above Man City? Yeah. I was like, oh, the only team that's going to able to stop Liverpool, you know, it's got to be Tottenham now. I can imagine it being a situation like that where we go into the World Cup and it's like, oh, the World Cup's killed our momentum with. We can win the league, and now someone's getting injured at the World Cup, and or something like that. And then we come out of the World mm-hmm. Cup, and we're not in contention anymore. I can imagine something like that happening, but I do think in our uh, league predictions, I had us fourth for a long time, but I was deliberating it because in third place I had Chelsea, 
And my rationale for that was that I th- I just think Chelsea always find a way to land on their feet. And that's just, you know, that's a hallmark of a big club, I guess. Like, not even, not even like they've been massively well run in the transfer mm. market or anything like that in the last few years. But I do think now that Bramwich has gone Bowley, I don't think he knows what he's doing, really. I don't mm. know what Chelsea's best 11 looks like anymore. I don't know how they can end the transfer window. I think there's a good chance they end it with... Ronaldo playing up front and that kind of derails their season as it did in the <laughs> last year. So I think for a lo- from like a logical point of view, I can't hate myself for saying that I think Spurs are going to come third at this moment in time. Yeah, I think, well, you can see from everyone else's predictions as well that most of them have got Spurs there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they've, they've suddenly come out of nowhere to be um, the next sort of big dog, which is quite a remarkable turn in public opinion from... <laughs> last year when <laughs> we were getting it in the neck from all corners um, yeah, yeah. So, someone someone on our team did have us down to finish 10th last year I should say yeah that's yeah I, was, I know I know we were bad on the Luna but you know as Roy Hodgson said let's not take the piss in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not take the piss in yeah <laughs> well I think you were <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, quickly before we move on to our Champions League predictions um just so everyone has a view of what we're thinking of the season ahead. Who do you have down to win the league? Because I believe that we have different teams. Uh, I have City. I have Liverpool. You have Liverpool. Yeah, I'm sort of getting a little less sure of mine as the as the days go by. But I'm just going to stick shield to uh, living in your head. Yeah, a little rent free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Haaland's fraud? Yeah, Haaland might be a fraud. We'll see. <laughs> um, but uh, I think their robotics and mechanics might just click into gear again like it always seems to and they'll they'll win. I do think Sterling's mm. a massive loss for them. I think he could do really well at Chelsea if he has I, I think I think I think Jesus as well, just the loss of those kind of options in their attack. Yeah. They don't have like pretty... raw pace now. Like yeah, because they they're, they're kind of relying on um Haaland coming in being really good and obviously he's an amazing player, but City haven't played with a recognised striker. Um, in a while, the last striking striker they probably had was Aguero, and Aguero is a completely different striker to what mm-hmm. Haaland is. I don't, I can't remember City ever having a striker like Haaland. Really, it, it, it will require some kind of tactical changes. Whereas I think um, with Liverpool, I think Nunes. I'm not saying he's as good as Mane, but at least I I like the style that he has. He's always busy. He's always harassing people. It's such a kind of Jurgen Klopp kind of forward. And I think mm. it'll be easier for him to fit in. I'm not saying he's going to set the world light or win the golden boot or anything like that, but I think it'll be easier for him to fit in. And I just think that Liverpool have a bit more strength in depth. I think it gets quite under the radar now that Liverpool are probably... like If you were to like name the best... Who has the best 18? City are including four or five youth players in there. They mm. actually... They have the depth in like the key positions and then that kind of drops away quickly. Yeah. Um, whereas Liverpool actually are kind of senior players and I think that'll help them this season. Yeah, it's true. Like Liverpool have built their forward line just like not quietly because like Jota and um, Diaz coming in um, were like high profile moves, but now it's just it's suddenly stacked with like I think they've got about six options at least out there mm-hmm. who you'd say like they're they should be starting or on the verge of starting. And then you've got people like Harvey Elliott and 
Fabio Carvalho, who have looked really sick yeah. in their preseason games. <laughs> like Fabio Carvalho is walking into that team and just doing like little little flicks against City in the Community Shield final. It's like what? Like you're so good. Yeah. How are yeah. you? Like what have I been doing all my life? Um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun at the top. But yeah, I th- I think City just about. But I don't I don't think it's gonna it's not gonna be a hundred point season. I don't think. And I think the gap between I yeah, think Spurs could yeah. shrink that gap between um, what what third was maybe last season to second, mm. maybe down to what like ten points, <laughs> <laughs> something like. That. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I think we should be la- aiming for at least seventy five points, at least seventy five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's usually like sort of what you need to. That's like solid Champions League qualification, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, Spurs, Sorry. but they finished second with 87 points, I want to say. 86. 86. Se- second yeah. with 86, and I think third with 77. So, and that, but that's it. Like, we became yeah. third in 15, 16, I was only in 70. When we came well, fourth in 18, 19, yeah. that was about 70 or 71 as well. Yeah. So, yeah. it's not it's often we weird. get to those kind of totals. Yeah. What did we end up with last on last season? Was it around 70? 71, I think. 71. So, that usually gets you to fourth. Yeah, seventy, seventy-one, seventy-five. You're like, you probably had a week where you thought you were title contenders, and it kind of slipped away, which I imagine was going to happen to us. Um, yeah. Eighty, you're like, you're not quite title contender, but you're winning most weeks, and you're a pretty good team. You just a pretty good yeah, team, you know. If we get eighty team. points, you know, that'd be a real achievement because Conte notorious for not being able to manage his squads in when they're playing two games a week. Mm-hmm. Which brings yeah. us to the Champions League, Jude. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. Wait. This just adds like another glorious layer of uh, my mm. excitement and anticipation onto the season. Just because like, I, I forget every now and again because like, I suppose I'm, they've not played the Champions League for a few years. But mm. like um, pre pre pandemic, pre pandemic, literally, literally like, at the last day before the pandemic. Yeah, and like um, the uh, like the Kane Son partnership has just been hyped up almost exclusively during that time since, mm, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So we haven't even seen it's that a different in Europe Tottenham now. It's a different Tottenham team that we're going to go and see. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the one that limped out to to uh, to Leipzig um, <sighs> in pretty poor horrible and time. horrible fashion. Yeah, um, and then you look at the teams that they could they could draw and. You think either that's like a really exciting team to play if like you get Real Madrid or um or Bayern. Maybe not Bayern because we played them again. Um the just last the seven time goals, we please. That. Yeah, just the seven goals. <laughs> Maybe not that one. Um and then they avoid quite a few good teams in pot two as well. And yeah. A lot of good teams in pot two. A lot of good teams in pot two, mainly mainly English, it seems. Good um, match, yeah. Yeah. And then sort of the pot threes, you've got the Dormans who we've had a few tussles with before, which yeah, the, there are three teams have been fun. For Spurs, yeah, three I teams think. of pot three that we've played before: Dortmund, Inter, and Bayer Leverkusen mm-hmm. in recent years. Yeah, Leverkusen wasn't good, was it? No, uh, was we drew with them away and lost at home. Yeah, that was bad. lost at home in front of a record attendance. Yeah, well, hopefully it's nothing like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so the draws pretty soon now, isn't it? It is. I think. I think because of how the World Cup works, I do think it's only around a month to this, maybe even to this day, that we actually start our Champions League campaign. So that's quite exciting. Sounds about but right. Go, yeah. Go, gone to your head, Jude. Out of the teams from Pot One: Real Madrid, Eintracht Frankfurt, AC Milan, Bayern Munich, PSG, Porto, and Ajax. Who do you want? 
Who do I want? Uh, I hope I would, the gunman I, I'd is love, I'd love to give Ajax a wedgie. <laughs> I would Ajax, love to, Ajax, give, would to, give, to give Ajax a little wedgie. Oh, yeah. You, oh, you're still crying about 2019? Oh, <laughs> yeah. come, here, come here, you little rascal. <laughs> Milan, yeah. Milan would be good as well. A little uh, over 10 years now since we played them in the, in yeah. the knockout stages yeah. in that first Champions League game. Yeah. That could be quite Should, fun. For nerds like me, this is quite funny. They have an astonishing low UEFA coefficient. That if they weren't, yeah. if they didn't win Serie A, they wouldn't be in pot one. They'd be in pot four because it's that low. <laughs> they're they're around the same as what Celtic have. They the drop off is actually is like <laughs> catastrophically bad. Yeah, you got, really, so, so, so yeah. So Bayern Munich have the highest in Europe with 138. Uh, Real Madrid have like 124, and Milan have 38. So 100 less than Bayern Munich. <laughs> so that's really funny. Uh, I, I agree with you. I don't want to play Bayern Munich again. I'm not I'm not really ready for for that. Um, I was saying to you off air, I wouldn't mind taking on PSG because I think Mbappe is the only real player that scares me. I think if maybe if we go into the season, Messi and Neymar start at the preseason, maybe we're a bit more afraid of them as well. But yeah, we I could avenge Poch as well. <laughs> we could avenge Poch. We could bring him on as like a half-time guest. Him, him and Hainsey with Paul Coy. You know, all the, bring all the lads together. All the boys, and, and yeah, and Jesus Perez, obviously. Jesus Perez, he, has, know, to, yeah. he yeah. has to be there too. He has to be there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were treated wrong. Justice for them. Um, but yeah, I'm not Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. Those are the ones I don't want to get. And even then, I wouldn't say that we're destined to lose. I'd back mm. us to do quite well. Real Madrid in the group stage are very different to Real Madrid in the knockout stage. We lost them to Sheriff last year. Yeah, 100%. Well, we did Real Madrid in the group stage and ended up... Um, is that we bashed out Real Madrid at home, like 3-1. So We did. Yeah, that's a different Real Madrid uh, team as well. And but, like, no fear. Yeah, it is. But I, I think the main gripe that everyone has, the only gripe that anyone, everyone has with that was uh, it was at Wembley and not at the lane. And it would be nice to mm. smash up a big team in the Champions League Yes, uh, make those memories. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it did, it looked like we were going to do it to Bayern Munich, like in the seven yeah. in the seven two. We went one up, and we were, <laughs> we were tearing them apart. Like Sissoko yeah. and Dombele, they could like poor little Joshua Kimmich and Thiago, they couldn't get near him. Something just then, switched at one point, didn't it? Just... It did. I do. I think if you go, if you go back and analyze it, I think that a lot of it is. Um, I think a fair score would have been like four two because they were just so clinical. But they didn't. They the only chance, the, ch- the best chance they made were in the last five minutes when we'd given up and just wanted it to end. That's kind of a yeah. poor kind of. That was kind of like the sign of the times that where that Poch had quote unquote lost the dressing room, or whatever. But it was quite harsh. It was a harsh. But... Yeah, it was just that's one. That's one that's gone in. All right. Yeah. And, oh, I, do, I do get a kick. Okay. I get a kick out <laughs> of um, using um, the Spurs official tweet when they score the seventh, which simply says. Another. <laughs> I, I love I love using that as reference for things. It's really great. Uh, yeah, that's terrible, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's harsh that that okay. sort of tweet has to exist. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, Jude. So if I if I told you now, um, Spurs are going to get to the last sixteen of the Champions League, but they're going to be knocked out by the side that goes on to win it. Would you be disappointed? Um. Yeah, a little bit, but like at the same time. Team's got to want it, so fair play. I mean, <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, do, I do. Do you know what I do? Think back to we haven't actually had too many. We've had 
one close Champions League elimination in the knockout stages in my lifetime, really. And that was oh, the Juventus 17-18 one. And I remember coming away, leaving Wembley. And it was the it's the quite it's quite a unique experience I've had. Like I remember I was at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the Champions League final when there was like sixty thousand people there to watch that together. And leaving that, it was like quiet. It was like surreal, and it was just so it was like a ghost town. That was in itself surreal. But I've never had an experience leaving Wembley after that Juventus game, where it's just like it felt like I was I had like my hands on my head the whole time like that. Mm. But I'm just like, how have we not won? How have we not gone through? How are we yeah, the team was- that's it was been knocked one. out. It was unbelievable. Especially that, like, I think it was the Kane opportunity at the very end or somebody hit the post. Like, Lame- right Lame- Someone hit the post and Lamella kind of goes in to swing at it, but he realises if he swings it, his nuts are probably going to hit the post or something. Yeah. It, was, it kind of like, pulls out of it. Yeah, it was a really dark one. There was so much optimism when Sun scored, but yeah, on the, on the way, on the walk back, I was just... Um, <laughs> I know, I was listening to Jeff Buckley and Radiohead and all these sad bands, and, <laughs> you know, wondering, will it ever happen for us? And <clears throat> the answer is not yet, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. That's why we keep coming know. back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, do, I, think, I think I said this before on the pod, but I th- I do think that that was our window to win the Champions League. I know we got to the final in 1890, but that wasn't... That was such a mishmash of Pochettino teams, and that was all about just more about the mental and the, the hearty desire to it, the intangible side of it. Whereas I do think if that, if that, if the seventeen eighteen team was playing at White Hart Lane, then yeah, 100%. that's, that's why I feel. Because we'd already done Madrid. It was just such a unique yeah. atmosphere in that squad at the time yeah. as well. It was just so blood and thunder. Yeah. 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 At, the, at the lane, that would have only increased, yeah. I think. Yeah. My next question for you, Jude, can Conte, finally kind of banish his the doubters that say he can't manage two games a week um it's a tough task to to do that with Tottenham I, I suppose um because <laughs> like you know no, they always seem to have their doubters but I'll go with yes I'd say um he seems pretty pretty happy with the things he's saying in preseason um the the recruitment that's been that's been done um, it's obviously such a unique challenge for every manager this this year, just because there's so much football to be played before the World Cup. There's going to be so many injuries. Players going to be struggling with fatigue. It's going to be pretty. <laughs> I think it could be quite rough at certain points. Um, but I, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with yes. I think he can get some good results in Europe. Um, I think if he gets if we get an Italian team or two in the Champions League as well, I think that could be quite fun. Um, I think it could provide us with some some good fun content, <laughs> some good content, some cracking yeah. content, some delicious content. Yeah, like if uh, have one of those, please. Yeah, if we if we end up going back to winter, and like um, so yeah, he has a little, yeah, if he has a little reunion there, that could be <laughs> be fun. And he's seen like with his, with his arm over Bastoni at the full time I, and stuff I, like that. I was going to say, do you, think, do you think Bastoni gets booed at? Tottenham's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably a decent chance actually, or maybe yeah. there'd just be like a you know an audible increase in gossiping, you know, just sort of. <laughs> so if suddenly everyone's just going, everyone's just going, oh, <laughs> oh, oh wow. big, big cheer when he kicks the ball out of play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair, 100%. okay. 
So, moving on from the Champions League, Jude. Who do you think is going to win our Player of the Season award? Ooh, I'm going to say... I'm going to go with Romero. I'm going to go with Romero. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go a for a spicy pick. outside the box. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to pinpoint it as the season where he becomes world-class. You know what I mean? He's going to be renowned as one of the Premier League's best defenders by the end of the season. And I think the wider Spurs community, who love him anyway, but will be fucking <laughs> chanting his name even more than they are right now. Hopefully that, you know, doesn't mean he gets sent off in the first game against Hampton. <laughs> I feel uh, my, 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 yeah. I, my big fear is that he gets an injury and he's like last season, he's just out for a big chunk. Yeah. Like a proper important chunk. Or something. That's, very that's my scare. Yeah. I hate injuries. Injuries. Injuries are the worst. But yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with that one. Why not? Fair. Fair. I'm going to go with Kane because I think oh, there is safe. Half... <laughs> so uh, I think you're outside the box, you know, Jude. <laughs> I was feeling daring today. Uh, I do. I do think that it's all set up for Kane to have one of the best seasons of his career, if not the best, because you know the, the stat I keep repeating is that he scored um, the second most Premier League goals last season after Conte's rival, only behind Son. I do think that was. Uh, in part because I think so, I feel like Son scored a few more kind of scruffy goals that Kane didn't get because he was playing on the halfway line sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I do think that he's going to be able he will make a real run at the golden boot. I would be quite shocked if he doesn't actually win it. I think there's a chance that he gets a high number of assists again. Maybe not double figures but you know six, seven, eight quite mm-hmm. amazing for a striker. And he said in pre-season this is the fittest he's ever been. Um, you can be motivated by a World Cup and, you know, hopefully if you win the World Cup, he comes back and he's like, okay, I have to make a charge for the Ballon d'Or now or something. Like, this is like, mm-hmm. this is like the best yeah. version of what happens this season. But yeah. it is, it's, it's not an impossibility. Yeah, I'm I think... happen, but... <laughs> <laughs> it might. Yeah, yeah, why not? It is possible. All things are possible. Um, yeah, I mean, him playing with the World Cup in... In November, it, it does give quite a unique like proposition to players to be like you have some time to play yourself into form before the the World Cup because it's only like ten days mm. before that yeah. the league ends. I think something ridiculous but like that. That's good for Kane as well because whenever he plays international tournaments, he's always tired because it's at the end of a long season. Yeah, Whereas now exactly. he plays himself like barring he gets a big injury or something and touch what he doesn't. But this should be the perfect time for him to go into a tournament. Yeah, you should have like 20 games under his belt by that mm. point. Hopefully with a similar number of goals and yeah. Um if he goes through the world if I'd back him to score like quite a lot if he's obviously if he's mm. in red hot form then you would anyway. But I think like this World Cup could be one where he really yeah. goes a bit goes a bit crazy and scores a yeah. bucket ton. Um I but yeah, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> Your player <laughs> of the season shout to be honest, mate. He's so good. How did I um, come up with that one? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes by genius. Yeah. You, it's just frightening. The cojones on you, pal. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. I mean, there's also be, I think there'll also be like a major narrative thing if he wins a cup or something, especially if it's like we win the Carabao Cup in February and the whole <laughs> second half of the season is like, uh, you know, he finally did it. He's scoring all these goals. He might win the Golden Boot. Kane's got to be player of the year. He's got to be in the Ballon d'Or race. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Don't there's you, there's a world where this happens. Yeah. And it oh, could I mean, be this obviously, one. Well, yeah, well, me and you, Jude, we don't get a lot of things that we want in our life. So, you know, we're not banking yeah, on it. But truth. if if something, if something if something happens good, if something breaks for us, 
be nice for it to be this. Yeah. Nice little World Cup win. Nice little cake, golden boot. Just anything to break for us, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll take any yeah, W, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah, exactly. I said the other day, during the Euro 2022 final, I've never seen my team win a final in 90 minutes. No, no. Brilliant, brilliant to break that duck, isn't ju- it? Ju- ju- <laughs> just the two final wins in total. Both at Wembley. <laughs> Both at the same Wembley, end. Yeah. Both from set pieces. Yeah. Lots Spurs of, didn't have a player in the Lionesses squad, did they? No. No. Uh, Ashley, yeah, it looks like things are positive for the, for Spurs women going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got your pin spot last season. I think they were pretty close, just died off. At they the were end a little bit. They were right. They were riding it to like the right last the few weeks. So they, uh, got a really good draw. I want to say in the North London derby, which was a bit sort of. Oh yeah, we should have won that actually as well. We that was won. unfortunate. It was like a last yeah. yeah, it was a corner. I was just like, fuck, which is a bit of a tough one. Um, yeah, yeah, they've made a few signings, I think, over the summer. They have been busy, been quite crazy, yeah. Um, and yeah, just Ashley Neville FC. Come on, let's let's have it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, Jude. Who do you think is going to be the most improved player this season? Most improved player. Ah, oh, it's a bit of a tough one. It's hard to envisage when you're here, isn't it? Is yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why I can't really pick anyone out. I think it's that it's that thing of the the Conte team just enhancing sort of all areas of the pitch yeah. that we've spoken about before. Yeah, I think um, yeah. I'd love it if what? it was if it was someone like Ryan Sessegnon. I would love that. I, yeah, I, I think that would yeah. be brilliant if he just nailed down that left wing back spot because now Perisic, Perisic is going to play a lot. I'm sure, but I think both of them are going to play a lot, so they'll each have yeah. the opportunities. And if you could, if we could see some like. I don't know, Sessegnon taking on some of Perisic's game and becoming a bit more clinical and, and just showing some learnings throughout the season. I think that'd be such a that'd be such a win. And then you've mm. got two really solid options on that left. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a bit on the spot. I, I could really think for a second. <laughs> <laughs> My brain was all cloud. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that well, you, difficult yeah. a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we, as we just alluded to, it's quite hard to think from here and so my best thing is to let's go for a player who I don't really rate and just hope they come quite good. So I'm going to go with Emerson Royale. <laughs> and hope that he actually has. A, by the end of the season, he's got like ten minute long comps every week, <laughs> and it's not just it, and it's not just like every single touch of the ball he has, like he, like the current one. Uh, that would be good. I was back on the Emerson hype for a bit towards the end of last season, but then he put in a couple of good performances. Um, but he did, which you know, but it's just such a nothing. Going forward, you know. Yeah, it was in the Rangers game. I think they did watch the other the other week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it really was that you know the the Benzema classic of you know don't give the ball to him. He's playing against us. Bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, everything he did was just like overhit crosses or slice shots into Rosette. It was like, oh, yeah, I thought we'd left this in the past, but apparently not. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, but that would be a great narrative if he was suddenly sick because like. If he plays like he did against like Man City, if he did that every week, that's like one of the best right wing backs in the league. Yeah, <laughs> so that'd be nice. God. Yeah, but can you I... imagine it though? <laughs> Very hard to. Yeah, honestly, if I'm being completely honest with you, dude. <laughs> but, you know, I love a, I love a rogue shout. Um, uh, next question: Who's going to be our best signing? Uh, best signing. Um, I'm going to go with Basuma. 
I was just thinking of Zuma. Yeah, I think that's the one that makes most sense. As long as he mm. doesn't get uh, too many injuries, I think maybe he doesn't get into the team straight away. Probably Hoybier and Ben Tanker are going to start off, I'd imagine. Um, but yeah, he'll get his minutes yeah. and then I think we'll see quite a, a sharp sort of um, improvement from from Tottenham in, center, in the centre midfield. Yeah, I agree, I agree with Basuma. And actually, it's a nice segue into talking a little bit about our first match of the season this weekend against um, Southampton at home, where there are a few mm. rumours on Twitter right now as we're recording that Basuma might be injured and might not be able to make his debut in that game. So it would like with Skip out with a, um, what was described, I think Alistair Gold reported it as like a really kind of nasty gash in his foot that made a lot of the players wince. Mm-hmm. Um, with him out, it'll likely be Hoiberg and Benzico again. I do think that the team that plays this weekend will uh, have a similar feel to last season. I think the I think the only real one that might not be um, from last year would be maybe Perisic for Sessegnon or Longley in for Davis if he's not fit because, of course, Richardson mm-hmm. is suspended for throwing a flare in the crowd in Everton's yeah. win in Chelsea. Yeah, that's why. Why are we punished for this? Give him a fine. I hope. I hope we were. I don't know. I hope we took some lumps out of them in the Richarlison deal for that. Because goodness (laughs) sake, you can imagine Levy doing it. Like the story of the Dinamo Zagreb guy, uh, um, the chairman saying that he charged him in the transfer deal um, for the Modric shirts that he said, (laughs) (laughs) which is really good actually. Yeah, it should be something like that. Like I don't like a lot of the choice about Levy, but that's quite that's a funny story. Yeah, um, I think it's it's probably the only um, the only signing you'll probably start would be Perisic. I'd imagine it's either him or Sessegnon. So yeah, mm. I agree. It'll be a similar team, won't it? Um, I think it'll, it'll it'll be quite a different Southampton team as well. I think because they're I think yeah. They've yeah recruited some strikers over the summer. I think it'll still no be one's like before. Yeah. It'll still, they'll is still it, have a few dodgy yeah. defenders at the back. <laughs> yeah, so this is probably, this is probably one of the... I was, I was actually going to say this is probably one of the easiest games you could ask for to open with, but I then remember the Southampton team that came to us last year and ran all over us. Yeah, um, they were just so pressing kind of, all over the place. And really, yeah, really so just impressive. kind of hoping that... Yeah, so just kind of hoping that's not the Southampton team that arrives and instead the Southampton team that arrives is the one that lost about 10 games in a row. Yeah, we've usually got... A, Pretty good record against Southampton at home, um, so I, I I would I would hope that they get the season off to a good start. Um, yeah, it'd be nice, and I, I think they will. To be honest, but yeah, isn't it? It's just I know it hasn't been that long at all, but it's weird to be back into match preview mode. You know, mm, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's only just gone into August, and suddenly they've got a game on Saturday. Mm. Um, but yeah, it should be a good one. And um, fingers crossed for some Kane and some goodness. Yeah. So you haven't had class, Olivia just yet. <laughs> yeah, that'd be class, you know. would be class. I'm starving. I'm starving. Starving, Robbie. Mm. Okay. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything for this week. I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, think anything's, anything's broken in, in the time no, that yeah, we've been chatting. No. Yeah, nice little... Season preview, nice little Southampton preview. Not much to really talk about. Let's look forward to next week when we actually have a match to to review. Yeah, That'd this is nice. it. Yeah, exciting. We're back. Here yeah, we are. we'll be back more regularly throughout the season. I know that yeah, summer baby. was a little more patchy, but 
There are going to be so many games and so many podcasts. Oh, God, there's going to be so many games. We're playing every yeah. week. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have to... Oh, we will definitely get into, you know, when we get knocked out of the Carabao Cup to Colchester, we won't shirk that one. <laughs> we'll do it. On, on penalties, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Please... Subscribe if you haven't already, and if you haven't, leave a review. It really helps us out, and we will see you next time. Watching Tottenham on a Tuesday night. You play Thursday because you're... What a feeling. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.